Let's do this, Blaine and Mickey, on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, it's Friday, my favorite day of the week. We are really quick. It is afternoon, Kirby has confirmed. Uh, Kirby Allen Kirby. Thanks, Kirby. This is a, a fantastic day, really cool stuff going on. And here's where we are. We're at Pine Creek Golf Course in Mount Julia. By the way, this is such an awesome spot. I mean, just looking out the windows. It's just like here. off of your deck, you know, same. Same, same as my, it's just like my backyard. I see a few deer and everything. <laughs> this is uh, the 2021 Stigma Stash Invitational presented by our good friends at Cedar Recovery and Health Connect America. Uh, they're raising money. All the proceeds benefit local substance abuse coalitions and also raising awareness as our friends at Cedar Recovery continue to try to do away with this opioid crisis and these senseless opioid-induced deaths that we see in Middle Tennessee. We should never say that we're used to this kind of stuff. We need to continue to fight it, and that's what Cedar Recovery does. If you want more information about Cedar Recovery, you need to play in this tournament because your money will go to a great cause, and it's a fantastic course. So next year, remember this. But uh, you want more information about Cedar Recovery, go to cedarrecovery.com. Dot com. If you want more information about the Titans, you're in the right place because here's what's going on. Taylor Lewan spoke earlier today, said, Blaine, he has passed through the concussion protocol. That's fantastic news for the Titans. Get your left tackle back. It's been a real patchwork affair over there. Uh, Mike Vrabel then spoke after Lewan and some of the players today and said, there is no Julio Jones. There is no Kari Blassen game. Julio hamstring, Kari Blassen game, knee. That's per their practice report information from earlier this week. Mike Grable didn't say specifically what, but that's what they were missing practice for. Julio Cari ruled out. Mm-hmm. And then he basically told him, don't ask about anybody else. Yeah, he said, don't ask me another question about injuries. We thought he was done. And then he stayed and answered some more questions. But nobody asked about injuries. No, they did not. They kept it moving after that. I was like, what about Harold Landry on the, on the injury report, man? How uh, sick are you? Did you throw up before you came up here on the stage? <laughs> yeah, Blade Blade mentioned this. That was the other thing. Uh, he may let the cat out of the bag a little bit per Jimmy Wyatt uh, earlier today, and I've got to uh, find this particular tweet. There were there were some guys who did not practice today. There, those were the two who had been ruled out. As we said, Taylor one said he is good to go. Um, not spotted during practice. Julio out. AJ didn't practice. Kari Blassingame, who's out, didn't practice. Harold Landry. Did not practice today. Kendall Lamb didn't practice. Darrington Evans again didn't practice. And Rashawn Evans, both Evans, all of the Evans, did not practice today. So is Landry growing hamstring? What's Evans? And that is uh, Rashawn Evans. Darrington Evans, really, uh, I told you he was limping, as you saw, too, in the game. And I was like, well, and he kept staying out there. Stop. Go to the <laughs> sideline. You have Jeremy McNichols. Let him do stuff. Right. Yeah, just, you're not quite there yet. Is it, and it's hard to duplicate, you know, game speed. And you saw instantly that he was nowhere near. He was limping. And I felt like, man, I might have could have ran as fast as he was running because he ran about because he should have. He's that fast. He should have shot out of a cannon and was gone around that corner. I was like, why is he running so slow? Then when they showed the replay, that guy was – he was galloping. Like, yeah, he was running like an old man. He was listed on the report yesterday, limited as knee, and then out today. That's Darrington Evans. Um, What's Rashawn Evans? Rashawn Evans. He had two good games in a row. He said, I got to be out. Rashawn wasn't on the report this week until today. So, Rashawn Evans, I can't find a – now, the injury report will drop, and it'll say why later. They never re- released that sucker until like 259. Yeah, yeah. 302. 
Right. But once we're gone, 3HL, they'll have that for you. They will have that early, and they will tell you. Um, not not listed earlier this week, but Darrington Evans' knee. Man, this whole thing with Darrington Evans, I, I, I love the skill set on the player, but this is a little much. Man, yeah, it, 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 again, again, happened in preseason, yeah. and then it lingered all the way. And then last three games or so, he looked, ooh, he looked like the guy we was we drafted. Now, again, then he said he wasn't going to change his uh, regimen for his offseason workout. Somebody needs to get with him like, hey, man, uh, uh, I, you didn't mean that, did you? Right. Lie to me. Say, oh, yeah, well, I have to consider it. I'm going to look into it. I'm yeah. going to look into everything that can make me better and keep me on the field healthy next year. Bang. <laughs> what the heck? What are you saying? No, obviously man. it's not working. <laughs> it's clear as day, day, not night, day. It's clear as mud. <laughs> hey, man, I feel great about my work. Come on, man. I mean, I'm, I'm played I, I think they just helped me think of a business, man. I need to be a media PR person. What to say? Well, and I what you're going to say, say. You become like a professional growing stretcher. No, that, that I'm not doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely not doing soft that. tissue guy. No, I'm more no. than what to say and not say, <laughs> even though it may not be true. And that's what happens, guys. Just want to be honest and, and you know tell the truth. Oh. Well, sometimes if you just don't stay middle of the road, then you didn't lie. Some guy, I'm not, I'm not going to tell that's not true. Well, no, maybe you should just say, well, maybe I should look into that. I don't know. You got any ideas? <laughs> I mean, take a yoga class at the Y. Yeah. I you mean, know? Community center. You can't assume he's still a young player that he knows. He's doing what he did in college. And you get to this next level, you got to do way more. <laughs> that much more. It's serious now. So if you're not paying attention, you better start calling all your buddies around the league. Or start asking them after the game. Look at Derrick Henry. Hey, yeah. man, well, you okay. take 30 hits a game on carries. What are you doing? Right. We ask them. You're sitting in a room next to him. Yeah. yeah guarantee you he ain't volunteering the information. Uh, but if you ask him, I think he would tell you. Um, Julio Jones not playing, as Mike Vrabel said. Andrew in Portland, Lucas says, has been holding on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline for quite a while. Let's let's just bring Andrew on into this injury discussion. Andrew, how you doing? Hey, Andrew. Help us out. Hey, I'm doing good, fellas. Happy Friday to you. First of all, on that Evans thing, that's kind of what I was sitting here thinking with his all the injuries he's been dealing with. You've got a beast who has not been injured, knock on wood, and Derrick Henry in your running back room. So failure is on you. Uh, that's That's all there is to it. Um, my, my, my statement with Julio Jones, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup and he's been dealing with a hamstring and all that. And I've heard a lot of talk. Um, I listened to the show all day long. So it's been on most of the shows with callers and such, you know, Hey, he's, we're just saving him. We need him for the playoffs. We're saving him for the, for the, the stretch down, you know, at the end of the season, et cetera, et cetera. I'm no longer buying that because this game right here is, as important as a playoff game, in my opinion, yeah. because you win this game, and there is, I think, the the chances of us not winning the division was like three percent. Um, so, therefore, you win this game, you're in the playoffs. Um, I this is a bigger injury or a bigger issue to me than people are making it out to be, and I think him not playing Sunday um, proves that. So, I'm just I'm pretty concerned about it. We gave up a second next year for him. Um, He's a pretty big cap hit from my understanding. So 
uh, becoming uh, one of those things, kind of like Robinson's drafting, where he just takes flyers on injured folks and hopes they get better. So, kind of seeing a trend, not liking it either way. I still think we'll get the W Sunday. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate the phone call. Now, in John Robinson's case, he does have a full medical team, and they evaluate all these cats, and they give him a report. Then they make the decision based on that. They're yes, that's kind that of is throwing true. pebbles in the pond. Right, but uh, to his point, though, uh, he, this is now will be three games. How many games do we play? This will be eight. eight. Mm-hmm. So he missed three. And, part, three. And, and parts of even the ones that he's played have been unavailable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, to his you know, he better come in the, in the stretch run and in the playoffs because – I only thought he was going to be a difference maker when you get in the playoffs. And to his point, again, this is like a playoff game. Because yeah. guess who it is a playoff game to? The Colts. This is it. They don't win this. They know, uh-oh, we're going we're gonna to be fighting uphill battle, uh, you know, to win a division or the AFC South and then to get in. You and Kevin Dyson say this all the time. And, and, and I'll, for anybody who wonders what you mean, you always say it counts double because it's a division game. Yeah. Well, here's why. If you sweep the Colts, they can have the same record as you, and you're still ahead of them in the standings because you beat them twice. That's it. No tie. So that's why this is so important. They got to split. They have to win this, the the Colts. Yes. This is it right here. Their season is all right here. So I think they're going to play with the desperation. That's why I keep talking about the fourth down deal. You know, Reich always goes for it. I think he's going to go for it again. Gambling Frank. (laughs) Right? I mean, this guy – he does it every – you watch him every game. You go, man, I wouldn't have went for it there. And he's lost some games because of that. Yeah. I think uh, all men, all hands, all feet, all bodies on deck, the best we got. You may have to limp through this one. You know, and so this – this uh, Julio Jones and Harold Landry not playing this game are two impactful players. And I get it. We can get by probably with Julio at least in the regular season. But this is this is a big – this is the biggest – not discuss this the next game. Discuss the Colts, and we can take control of the AFC South. Throughout, regardless of injuries, up and down, who we play, you got to know they're gonna <laughs> they got to at least go like you know five and three or something in the, the next eight. Mm-hmm. This it's just the team is you know they got that much talent. It's just unless something falls off the cliff, we knock on wood. And you know what I'm talking about there, King. So Harold Landry uh, on the injury list. He's not been ruled out yet, but uh, definitely something that uh, we'll be watching for for Sunday. Um, you know, maybe if Derek Roberson gets activated tomorrow out of the uh, IR, he's in the return to play protocol. If he's activated on Saturday, that could be an indication, or at least one that they're very yeah. you know scared that okay, let's just get him activated now and up to the last minute we could monitor Landry and see where he is. Because you have up until, what, an hour and a half before kickoff. We always give the inactors right about 10.30 on the pregame show. So the inactors come out at 10.30. So I'm going to be real nervous Sunday. Now, I won't be here. So it's not like we'd be able to look down at the field. But in Indy, if Landry's banged up, hamstring, will he be out trying to give it a go early on on the field, see how hard he can push to see what he can give you that day? Oh, I'm counting that he's out. Yeah. I want him to be available, and he will be out there early, as you're talking about, just to see where he's at. But today is Friday. <laughs> How many times has, have, have we heard somebody on this Friday? So often. Yeah. I, I've never seen this. And, and I, I, man, I, I want to say it has something to do with uh, just COVID. And, I mean, man, these things are happening during the regular season. Like, are that or the guys aren't taking care of their bodies? It's just, you, you can't be straining muscles during the week of practice. That means you, that's on you. 
Yeah. You were fine, uh, you know, Wednesday. Yeah. You were fine Thursday. All of a sudden, Friday, up, I woke up and cannot go. What? We'll keep you posted if we hear anything else today. Certainly, 3HL will have you covered up until 6. When we come back. Uh, Check yourself where you wreck yourself. Some people got wrecked, apparently. Uh, this guy never wrecked in two sports. Brian Jordan. Yeah. Check it in. Two sport man. He was a brave and a cardinal. Ooh. Uh, he was an Atlanta Falcon. This dude was a Dodger. Yeah. Uh, a fantastic athlete and not one but two professional sports. Uh, Braves in the World Series. Let's get some inside info next. About you ready? Braves. About the Braves. But first, though, Lucas says, let's give something away from Lucas's personal stash and his friend Kid Rock. It's a big race weekend at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. All-American 400. <laughs> and Kid Rock, the one and only Ball with a ball will be the Grand Marshal. Thanks to our friends at Kid Rock's Big Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse. We want to give you a chance to win a special two-day VIP pass for the All-American 400 this weekend. Nashville Fairground Speedway passes for Saturday and Sunday. Premium seating, party deck access, and pit tours. You don't want to miss it. So call now. Number five caller gets it. 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, Stigma Stash Invitational 2021. We are here today. Buck Rising was here. It's my understanding 3HL will be here later. Uh, just telling the story of Cedar Recovery and how they help people. And today's a great day for awareness. Kind of putting an end to this opioid addiction crisis in Middle Tennessee. We're at Pine Creek Golf Course in beautiful Mount Julia. I love coming up here and meeting people and talking to people. Uh, again, shows broadcasting here all day. All proceeds from the tournament benefit local substance abuse coalitions. If you want more information, you're hearing some of this stuff and you need help or you know somebody that does, cedarrecovery.com or 615-800-5330. We're talking about Darrington Evans. Lucas, I know you've got some sound. Uh, Mike Vrabel talking about him and basically what he's been dealing with injury-wise. Uh, here's Mike Vrabel on the Titans running back, Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans, who's still so young uh, in the league and he's – has overcome so many injuries at this point, but we talked to him yesterday for the first time in a while, and he, he seems to be on the right track mindset-wise. I mean, what have you seen from him just since he's been able to be back out there? Mm, I, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> okay. Well, there, <laughs> so in case you wondered, is he? Is that coach happy with what's going on? I, I take that as a no. That, that's a hard no. That, that was outstanding. Not that, that was, uh, I am pissed off right now that he is never available. <laughs> and this is the reason why the king has so many carries. Him! But I can't throw him under the bus, so just not, not happy right now. Just but next question. Yeah. Maybe I'll just leave the yeah. podium. Yeah. Well, whatever he's doing, it's not enough because <laughs> he's not available. <laughs> Man, that was a good one there, man. I would have been, I would have been like, hey, you asked him, whenever he's available, let me know. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to get to. Y'all, hey, I, I don't see him at practice. You, you guys tell me what you know. This is a third-round draft pick. He played five games last year. He played five games. He had 14 carries. He caught two passes. So he had 16 touches in year one. He has played one game this year. And that's the last game, like the last week? That does not count. He played one game this year. He was two for seven rushing. 
he caught he, he did match his he matched his career total of receivers. He caught two more. So he caught two balls. So he's caught four uh, balls in his career for thirty eight yards. He has sixteen carries for sixty one yards. I think they left him out there like, hey man. Just keep him out there. He's not doing that for us anyway. Let's, let's get it. Get out the system because he's probably not going to play for us won't, year. He won't be dressed next week. Leave him out yeah, there. Just yeah, let, him, let, him, let him gallop. Oh, man. He does have 10 kick returns, too, for 223 and yards. What's so bad? He has so much potential. Yeah. He's just not been available. And that's all. The, man, all, all, if that guy was undrafted, he'd be on the streets right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care how much he would have been on the streets. Yeah, get the foul. That's why all of the guys who are – I always see Browns fans enter the chat when anything comes up about, well, Derrick Henry's the leading rusher in the NFL. Well, Nick Chubb, if he had as many carries as Dick is, as uh, Derrick Henry is the king, he, well, he wouldn't have that many because he wouldn't be playing in games because he's already missing games. It's the same for all of those dudes. That's one of the things that makes Derrick Henry the MVP candidate to me is – not only by what he does with the ball, but the fact that he just shows up every week. And well, he's takes durable it. and he's available. Yes. All of this, all he carries and hadn't phased him. He is the two Abels, Durable and Avail Able. He is those two Abels that most guys just aren't. Yeah. He's a special cat now. <laughs> There's no denying that. But Darrington Evans can't be on that, on that injury report, man, again, for some soft tissue. That, that's on you. That's something you're doing. Oh, nobody touched him. Like, I remember right in the like preseason. Like, it's the Falcons. Yeah. He just run out of bounds. Like, uh-oh. And he has some juice. When he is healthy, He he's he's a different level of speed and quickness hitting the hole now. But uh, you can go get another one of him. You know, there's all kind of running backs all over the place. And you, even if it's temporary, just to give uh, O'Henry, you know, and McNichols can, if he can, uh, you know, get past this little bit of an ankle sprain. He's still been very good. He's, he's definitely shown a nice little role here, whether it be with the Titans or somebody else next season. I'm sure he's probably on a one-year deal. But I, I like his skill set. He's a good blocker, can catch, and he can run. May not have a, the speed of Henry in the deep runs, and he the, may not have the juices. Oh, you know, Darrington Evans getting to the hole, but he's right in between them. What else he'll do? Stick his nose his right in somebody's teams. face on the blitz, too. Yeah, and great blocker. Teams. Yep, great blocker. Okay, in the same amount of time that Darrington Evans has the 16 carries and four catches, this is just maybe you would emulate this guy, the guy in the same room. This is what Derrick Henry has. In the same amount of time, 569 carries. 569 carries and 37 receptions. So that's, 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 over, that's 600 touches. That's 600 and six touches in the same amount of time. And my man is like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a 30 against the Colts on Sunday. I expect to get 30 carries. Throw me the ball five times if that's what you got to do. Oh, it's going to happen. You said he had, what, four games in a row that he's rushed for 100 versus the Colts? The Colts, since 2018, have given up five games with 100 rushing five? yards, and four of them are the <laughs> I saw that Teresa Walker, AP report about the game. Five times since 20 – this is 2021. Five times since 2018, they've given up a 100-yard rusher. Five. Four of them are Derrick Henry the last four times he's seen him. Dang. I mean, DeForest Buckner and, 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 and those dudes. He might as well just say he owns them. Yeah. If he does it again some Sunday, oh, man. 
And they got a they got a solid defense. I probably would question the secondary a little bit now. They got some injuries back there, but in front seven, front eight, those are guys they handle the run. They pretty good. Well, they are in their last four games. They're allowing seventeen points per game. They looking like the coast defense from last season. Now they finally get into their groove. As we had uh, Bremer on, he was talking about some guys are playing through, you know, some ankle surgeries and just kind of figuring out how to play through that and, you know, better up to the level they're used to uh, with those injuries after the surgery. So. And remember that quote from Darius Leonard was he was 80% better than he was the last time he saw it. It was like 80%. I mean, that's what Bremer said yesterday. I, Bremer, I'll have uh, to look uh, at yes, the quote sir. exactly, but apparently uh, – Leonard saying he's feeling much better too, not Ooh. just Carson Wentz's oh, ankles. Was that Darius Leonard that tried to hit the ball out on Henry and yeah, he kind of just ran he got him over? Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. But he does try to go for the ball, so you know it was he was still running out of bounds. But he got a couple more yards. It would still look weird that he went for the ball and not the tackle. Yeah, he got knocked on his fanny. Uh, that was that, 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 that does not look good on tape. And guess what? Your own teammates are poking the bear at you, making fun of you in that meeting. You looking around like, yeah, what you go do? You, I, I saw you running the other way. <laughs> yeah, really. I at least stood there, took it, tried to punch the ball out. Yeah, from George Brimmer, uh, who joined us yesterday, Harold Bolton newspaper. By the way, Brian Jordan set to call in here any minute. We will talk uh, Brian Jordan and talk Braves. Darius Leonard said he's 80% better physically than he was the last time the Colts played the Titans. So we should ask BJ, who was the hardest guy to tackle when he was playing in the NFL? One of the few people who got the chance to play pro football and baseball. What's up, BJ, man? What's going on, Brian? Hey, what's happening, Blaine? How you doing, buddy? We're How's doing well. Yeah, we're doing great, man. Uh, surviving the storm, man. But uh, who was the toughest guy to tackle? Do you recall? I know that was so long ago, right? You know, no, come on. I'm not that old, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Nigerian Nightman and Barry Sanders, probably the two toughest guys I had to face and, and hit, you know, both. Definitely different runners. Barry Sanders, you just tried to grab his jersey. That's how quick he was. And a Nigerian night, man, you know, you just try to you just try to get him down some kind of way. I mean, he was huge. He was fast. Uh, kind of reminds me of a Tennessee running back, man. That's that's just a beast. So, yeah, that, those are the two guys that, that was the toughest. Yeah, no doubt. We're on with Brian Jordan, two-sport man. And uh, I have to ask you to, you know, do a lot of philanthropy. And uh, you even uh, – write children's books kind of, kind of talk about that a little bit before we get started on some baseball and where people can go find it. You know, it's funny you ask. I'm actually on my way back from Augusta. I was up this morning driving down Augusta, reading my children's book to kids and uh, encouraging them to read and challenging them to read with my reading challenge. So, you know, I love doing it. Uh, I don't know how I started writing children's book, but, you know, I started my foundation in 98. And that's going great. We just raised over $300,000 over the, this past weekend uh, for my golf tournament and uh, to give scholarships to high school seniors. So, you know, it's near and dear to my heart, my foundation, and uh, reading book, uh, writing books and sharing with kids is, is another passion of mine. And it's going great. I mean, we, it's a reading problem around the world, and uh, we need to get these kids reading. Going with Brian Jordan, uh, former two-sport athlete in the National Football League as well as a heck of a baseball player. Two-sport man, Brian Jordan. Brian, so this Braves team didn't get above 500 
until they swept one of your other former teams, my team too, the, the Cardinals in early August. At that point, if somebody had come to you and said, hey, man, these dudes are going to be in the World Series, what would you have said to that person? <laughs> I would have said that crazy. <laughs> have they been watching the Braves play? I mean, it's, look, it's been a tough season for the Braves, you know, with all the injuries, the obstacles that they had to overcome. But, you know, at that time, you know, I thought the season was over when Acuna went down. But Tantopoulos didn't think so and went out and made those four trades for a whole new outfield and really changed the game, uh, changed the camaraderie, changed the, the clubhouse. And, I mean, they really gelled and, and played together. And uh, it was, it's just fun watching these guys, you know, sneak up on teams and really surprise them. I don't think anybody gave the Braves a chance halfway through the season. So it's been a great year uh, just watching – you know, guys just step up to the plate, man. You, usually, if you trade for four people, maybe two out of the four work. But all four of these guys were, have been tremendous for, you know, for the Braves in that second half. For sure. Uh, Charlie Morton did something the other night that this is just that mental makeup, that physical determination that, that pro athletes seem to have. The dude gets his leg broken, finishes getting, the, you know, the three outs in the inning. Just an amazing performance by him, and, and I know you were impressed by that. But now, though, if you're Snicker, you got some decisions to make about your pitching staff. Yeah, that was a big blow. Uh, no question about it. I mean, he's a bulldog, Charlie Morton. And to me, you know, watching him the other night, he had, some, he had a football mentality. You know, he was going to try to stay in there and, uh, until his leg broke. I mean, that was incredible. I was able to get that last out striking out a two-bay and then walk off the field. But the bullpen really stepped up that game. I think sometimes when you lose a big gun out of that lineup, you know, players around them step up. And we saw the bullpen do that. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. You know, you, you, you lose one of your best starters, and Max Fried didn't look great his second uh, uh, postseason start, third postseason start. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough, but this game has changed so much. It's about the bullpen anyway. I mean, if you watch the past World Series, you know, starters only go three, four innings now. So I don't think it's going to hurt us as, as many people think. I uh, just think other guys are really going to have to step up. Kyle Wright looked really good in the one inning he pitched in relief uh, on Wednesday. So I'm feeling pretty confident that he can come back and, and get three innings in the start, possibly on five, uh, game fouls. I'm not sure who's going to start, but, uh, you know, his name will rise to the top, I think. Talking to Brian Jordan. He is at 2Sportman on Twitter, Fox Sports South, writes books, does a little bit of everything. He's a renaissance man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Brian, man, I had to take us down onto the field and kind of take us behind the, the scenes on how players think. And I'm going to start with the pitcher freed on pitching to his strengths and, and not changing up. I was listening to Smoltz on on air when he was calling the game and it was telling us everything that he was going to do. And I thought, man, they still got after him. I'm like, man, should he have changed up a little bit, kept the batters off balance, kind of take us through why players stick to their strengths and maybe not do, you know, especially pitchers and do, you know, maybe go outside corner instead of inside corner and going against your uh, batter strength. Well, you know, I'm a little surprised that he didn't change his game plan. I mean, his strength is attacking the inside of hitters. He with his cutter, and setting guys up with that nasty curveball on the outside. But, you know, if you study the Houston Astros, the right-hand hitters, that's what they love. That's their hot zone, the inside. So the first couple of innings, he did not make the adjustment. And 
after that, though, I felt pretty confident about him, you know, coming back to pitch against this team again because he was spectacular in those next three innings. He was snapping off the slider, keeping balls away from right-hand hitters, and he was successful. But you got to go into the game with a better game plan than he did. It hurt him. Uh, but I think he gained his confidence as the game went on. So I still feel good about him when he comes back for his next start. Now take us through now. They had the shift on against a lot of the, the lefties, and, and but with runners in scoring position. So I thought maybe they, maybe they shouldn't have did the shift. Kind of take us through why they should have or shouldn't have, in your opinion. Well, you know, the analytics. It's, it's a new analytical game. So, you know, percentages say most right-hand hitters are going to pull. But, you know, you got to execute your pitches as, as pitchers. And uh, when you throw a guy, you know, middle away, you make it easy for him, especially with two strikes, as we saw a couple of Yuri go the other way, runners in scoring position. Those guys are really finding the hole and hitting away from the shift. So it's about executing. I, I get it with the analytics. Uh, for the most part, it works. But when you got two strikes on the guys, you got to continue to go in and, and make those guys pull the ball. You cannot afford to go middle away or you're just giving away free hits. And uh, that's what we seem to do. This is the Astro team. is a really good hitting team, man. There's no doubt about it. I think the Braves, hitting-wise, match up well with this team. But, man, this is the big strength for the Astros, those hitters, one through nine. Speaking of hitters, though, Brian, man, I, I guess how much do the batters kind of scout the – even the umpires are going to be calling, you know, the, the strikes and the balls because sometimes it looked like they didn't get, a, you know, some breaks on some of those outside pitches that were called strikes. Yeah, unfortunate it's going to happen. Uh, you know, right. they got the little box now. They, You know, they're measuring umpires now, you know, strikes and ball <laughs> calls. And, you know, it's it's going to happen. But I always say when you got two strikes, if it's close, don't leave it in the umpire's hands. You got to yes. swing the bat. And we saw too many take third strikes by the Braves hitters in that second game. So I'm hoping they don't take that chance tonight and they're more aggressive with two strikes. Uh, and hopefully they'll, you know, that that'll get that offense going. Well, lastly, real quick, I guess, what are your thoughts on the lineup and the changes that they've made, or, or do you you want them to go back to what they used to do? Well, I would love to see Soledad just stay at leadoff. You know, it worked all second half of the season when the trade happened. Uh, once they moved him to leadoff, he's been really good. And uh, to start the World Series off with a home run from that leadoff spot, I was a little surprised that we changed the lineup. Even though Eddie Rosario did a great job uh, in that Dodgers series, uh, I was surprised. Uh, didn't work out that second game, but uh, hopefully we'll we'll see it tonight. Back with Soler leading off because Eddie Rosario is going to hit. I don't care where you put him in the lineup; he's just that good. So it's going to be interesting, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm on my way to the battery in a couple hours, and uh, it's going to be crazy at the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> The atmosphere is going to be great there. Uh, we're on with Ed Two Sport Man, Brian Jordan. Brian, on the way out real quick, maybe a, a guy that you're watching who can make a big difference tonight or for the rest of the series, maybe just maybe somebody like Riley who was hitting a buck, or 245 now, hit 303 in the regular season. Maybe a guy that you're expecting to step up his game to help the Braves take this. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's my guy. I mean, he's been my guy all year long. He's made some serious adjustments. And he's become the MVP of the ball club. I mean, I love Freddie Freeman, but Raleigh is the guy to me that saved this ball club along with the, the trade additions. 
we need him to, to be more consistent. You know, yes, he's getting one hit a game, but he's had some situations where he could really drive in some runs and really open the game up where, unfortunately, he can see the swing of that nasty slider that he's getting. He's going to have to understand, you know, during the season, he laid off of those sliders. Uh, he's going to have to get back to that in the playoffs. And I know it's tough because, you, you know, you're anxious. Uh, your adrenaline is really going. I mean, I've been there, done it. It's hard to lay off of those pitches. But if we can get him to lay off those sliders and get the ball back in the zone, I think he's going to be the guy that, that really steps up and possibly can win the MVP. Man, great talking to you. Uh, always love catching up with you. My son has all your books, by the way, so we read them at our house. <laughs> got, got a six-year-old Thank son. you, man. I appreciate that. All right. I, I, I can play, too. We read the books. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Brian Jordan, <laughs> pick up the books. Follow him on Twitter at 2Sport, man. Thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the inside info. Great dude, man. Thank all you, All right, Brian. guys. You take care, man. All Talk right. to you later. All right, when we come back, we're going to call our shot. Any of you Braves fans want to check in, hit us at Blaine and Mickey on Twitter. Call in, 615-737-1045. It is time next to call your shot on Blaine and Mickey. On Friday, we like to call our shot. So what we like to do, looking ahead to a big weekend of sports. Yeah, what's our records, man? I I know I'm in first place. <laughs> I mean, I think it depends on which way you're counting from. Uh, is is if you're in first place or not? Like when you sort things and you can turn the arrow up or down. Go backwards. You are in first place, going one way on that list. <laughs> I'm last place, uh, Lucas. Yeah, Blaine, you are zero four. Uh, looking for your first win is we we just started counting four weeks ago. So if we, I, mean, oh, I think really there's did, probably something you got right before we started counting. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Right. But your your shot last week was that the Titans lose to the Chiefs. Mickey, you're 500 at two and two. You said the Vols would cover against Bama, where it looked like they would. Oh, you were close there. Oh, Mickey. it was a yeah, seven point game well, in the fourth quarter, and they lost by oh, what twenty eight? Yeah, fifty two to twenty four was the final. What, what'd you call, Luke? Uh, Did you I say they covered two? I no, he they, had like one I guy would trip over a sidewalk <laughs> in East Tennessee at three fifteen in the afternoon. I had or the something. Bengals to win over the Ravens. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, oh. the second youngest player in NFL history to have a two hundred plus yard receiving game he is on an electric pace right now he 735 receiving yards through seven games so, so what's your record three and stripes one. on the ball three oh, and three one, and one. Over what, what is mickey i'm two and two. two and two yeah man somebody has to be the loser here <laughs> you're doing it for entertainment purposes only we have to add the disclaimer every time oh, okay. blame bishop's picks are for entertainment purposes well, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go first then again it's okay because you guys are chickens and i'm picking the titans and Going to lose in a close one to the Colts, 28-24. And the reason why, whoever has a better receiving, so that means I think Michael Pittman and A.J. Brown, and that's how they secure the loss. And the Colts stay alive in the AFC South. Well, I got the injury report here, too. So, I'll, I'll so I'm 0 for 5 already. you already calling it. That's your shot. <laughs> Lucas, it's, though, he's it's a two-and-a-half-point spread, though, right, Lucas? Uh, Colts are favored by two-and-a-half. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. But that favorites means they're not favored because you, home field gets three points. Well, I mean, just by what Vegas says. Right. If you're bet, for betting purposes, if people are Lucas' wagering purpose, that means you should bet for the Colts. Yeah. I mean, even the Titans. No. Well, then you just bet against yeah. yourself. Well, I didn't know that that was the <laughs> – I don't gamble. I don't – watch this. I don't gamble or do drugs. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. 
Thank you for that update. So, there you I go, kids. Be like the hitman. Don't gamble. Yeah, no drugs, man. <laughs> I'm not giving money away, and I'm not killing myself away. So okay. those giveaways don't happen with the hitman. There you go, kids. Be like the hitman. Don't do drugs. Don't Don't gamble. Lucas is just staring at the floor. Are you ready to make your pick, Lucas? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I thought about going Titans. Oh, the screen is frozen. Okay, I, I do think the Titans will will fall in Indianapolis on Sunday. But I, my shot is going to be that Michigan State wins at home in East Lansing. This is a top ten matchup. Two undefeated teams. Huge yeah. Big Ten postseason implications. Arch rivals. Eleven a.m. kickoff. But I've got Michigan State beating Michigan at home. Uh, Michigan favored by four. The number six and eight teams in the country going head-to-head. I think Mel Tucker stays undefeated. Oh, that means he'll be, he'll be taking another job. <laughs> hey, remember, remember who Philip Former was down to was Jeremy Pruitt, Kevin Steele, Mel Tucker. Yep. That passed. Uh, the injury report just dropped before I get my prediction. Oh, they gave. They were listening. They said, I oh, will give you a break on Friday. It's Friday. Happy Kari Blasting game has been ruled out, as Mike Vrabel said. Uh, Julio Jones has been ruled out, as Mike Vrabel said. And they gone ahead and ruled out Darren Tenever. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Vrabel didn't even mention him. He's ruled out. They dropped this sucker in time for us to see it. My mustache just fell off. <laughs> It's been holding steady the whole day, too. It really has. I know, it's man. frozen on my computer oh, the, right the, now, so the it's mayor, just a fantastic the mayor, frozen the picture. <laughs> so Rashawn Evans is questionable. Kendall Lamb is questionable. Uh, T. Air Tart is questionable. Oh, Chris he's out. Jackson Big man with a groin. is questionable. Here's That's good news, though, because Harold Landry does not have an injury designation, even though he missed yesterday. Oh, so maybe he was resting. It may, uh, maybe so. There you go, kids. Get me all in a wad. And I'll, if, if, if Landry plays, I'm, I'm going. I'm chasing it to the Titans. <laughs> Looks like he's good to go. It's another long injury report. Yes, it is. Like Man, it's Don Quixote length of injury. I'd be so. I have a nervous breakdown as a coach now. Come on, man. Somebody get healthy. Uh, it's a two report, and, man. These guys are fragile. I, I'm going to go. It's two and a half. Titans will at least cover in this game. They're, <laughs> they're at least going to cover. I, I think they're, if you're going to be the division yeah, winner, you got to win. I say they're, I say they're at they least going to cover. They, if they, they win, I, I win. What do you too. mean they're going to cover? They it's two lose. and a half points. They're going to lose <laughs> by like um, two points. No, man. They're going to cover. Titans cover. <laughs> I'm going to drop my mic. 3HL coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. And peace. peace. What did Lucas say? Happy Friday. (laughs) Michigan State wins.